Today on episode number 28 of Life After Sight Loss Radio, we're talking about technology that has changed the lives of visually impaired people. Welcome to Life After Sight Loss Radio, the podcast helping you discover life after sight loss. My name is Derek Daniel. I am your host and resident VIP, aka visually impaired person. Hey, if you're new to the program, welcome aboard. This is the place where we do product reviews, life advice, encouragement, how-tos, and so much more, all with the express purpose of helping individuals and families who are going through or facing physical sight loss. Hey there, guys. Thank you so much for joining me this week on the podcast. I'm so glad that you're here. Whether you're new, whether you're returning, it doesn't matter. I'm glad that you've decided to tune in and grant me just a few moments to speak directly into your ears. I definitely, definitely appreciate it. Hey, this week on the podcast, we're talking about technology. I love talking about technology. And this week, we're going to dive into some of the technology that has changed the lives of visually impaired people, like made such an impact. Impact that we do things differently now because of the technology and how it has affected our lives as visually impaired people. Plus, I've got a great question about toothpaste on a toothbrush, so you're going to stick around for that. But before we do, as always, you can find today's show notes, which includes links, images, conversation, information, and all that good stuff. All you got to do is go to lifeaftersightloss.com slash 028, and that will give you all the show notes that you wanted. Of course, you can listen to the episode there. You can read. You can watch. You can listen. All the good stuff at the show notes, lifeaftersightloss.com slash 028. So I was speaking with a young man the other day, and he's just starting to lose his sight. He's, you know, in the first couple of months, and we were talking about different things, you know, technology and and different ways to do things. And he said, I have a random question. And I said, okay, cool. And he said, how do you put toothpaste on a toothbrush? (laughs) And I was like, you know, I laugh because I've been doing this for, you know, over 16 years now at this point, and I just sort of know, you know, it's just one of those things I assume everybody knows and it's not I didn't know how to do it at first and there's lots of those little simple things that you don't think about so today I want to give a quick little tip on that and I'm sure there's other things out there we could talk about today we're just going to answer the question toothpaste on a toothbrush here's the secret that I use in which I told this young man and it's probably a little weird and you're you're probably going to be like ooh gross but here's what I do I take the toothpaste and I squeeze it out you know the amount I need onto my my tongue. Now, look, you might be saying, gross, I don't want toothpaste on my tongue. But the thing about it is, just like this young man said to me, and I tried trying to put it on there when you can't see, a couple of problems. One, you put way too much. And two, you can't ever get it onto the toothbrush itself because either they're too skinny or they're round and too small. It's just, it's a mess. So what I do is I squeeze out just a certain amount on my tongue. Then I wipe it off with the toothbrush, you know, just wiping it off my tongue. And then I've got it right on the brush. Uh, I know how much I put on there because I can feel it with my tongue and then I just go to town brushing away. So you might think it's gross and it probably was gross at first, like, but this is the way I found to do it. And that's the thing. You find those little things in your life. You may do it a totally different way. You know, maybe somebody wants to put it on their finger and then put it on the toothbrush. Maybe you just want to go to town, put it on the toothbrush, whatever you want to do. I think the point is you find your own little ways. So if you're struggling with putting toothpaste on a toothbrush, try that little secret, put it on your tongue. It might be gross at first, but you'll get over it, I promise, because you'll be able to put just the right amount of toothpaste 
on that toothbrush. So there's that secret, and maybe you've got a question you'd like to be answered here on the podcast. I'd love to hear from you guys. All you got to do is send me an email, Derek, D-E-R-E-K, at lifeaftersightloss.com, and I'd be happy to answer your questions here on the show. Technology. It's one of my favorite topics. I don't think I... It doesn't have anything to do with me being visually impaired. I love technology. I love talking about the new technology. I love talking about all kinds of things. You know, it's coming out in the future. And I just really enjoy technology. It's just one of those those topics I like talking about. And I think technology has really made a difference in my life. I was thinking back to when I, when I originally lost my sight back in 2001. And technology was a lot different even back then. I mean, it was big, it was clunky, it it took up so much room, it was hard to come by at times, it was cumbersome, it was confusing. It was just, wow, you know what I mean? It just, it, it, it was amazing. And so I was very grateful for it, but technology has made leaps and bounds in the last 10, 15 years. And so I was thinking about it because Apple recently, last week, made a uh, announcement about the new iPhone and Apple Watch and all that sort of thing. So I was thinking about it and I was like, wow, there's certain technology that I use on a regular basis now that is really, I, I hate to sort of put it out there as too extreme, but it's changed my life. It has changed the way I interact with the world. It's changed the way I do things on a regular basis. It's it's just changed how things work in my regular, everyday kind of life. Whether it's at home, whether it's at work, whether it's my wife or kids, whatever, technology has changed the way I do things. So I've made a list for you guys today, so let's go ahead and jump right into it. I've got five technologies that have changed the lives of visually impaired people. So first up on my list is number five, and that is portable magnifiers. Now, you might not think that portable magnifiers really have changed our lives. I mean, what about magnifiers in general? Oh, Derek, the CCTV, the big desktop magnifiers, those really changed our lives. And yes, they did, but the portable ones affected us differently. Why? Well, because the CCTV, the the ones that sit on the desk, they're great. They're wonderful. If you don't have one, find a way to get one. They're wonderful, especially if you have low vision. But the portable magnifiers, they helped us escape, if you will. (laughs) They, They helped us get out of the house, off the desk, off the couch or whatever, and get out into the world. We could take our magnifiers and we could go to the store and we could see things, or we could go to our friend's house and play cards, or you know, we could go and price tag things. Whatever we needed to do, we could take our portable magnifiers with us. And so that technology of magnification, digital magnification, you could say that digital magnification really changed our lives. I mean, you know, that made a big difference. But I think when they made it portable, that really took it to a whole new level because now we could get up, we could get out, and we could go do things that maybe we didn't have access to before. So the number five technology that's changed our lives, portable magnifiers. Number four on the list is screen readers. Now, screen readers have been around for quite some time. We have JAWS on the PC and and some other such things. But screen readers have just made leaps and bounds in the last 10 to 15 years. They help us access digital things like our phones, our computers, uh, now television, and all kinds of other mediums that were inaccessible to visually impaired people. They tell us what's going on. You know, they give us an idea of where we're at on the UI, the user interface. I mean, they just 
just help us access things that we'd never have access to before. And now with screen readers, I mean, they'll they'll speak to us in a very natural sounding language. It's kind of like, you know, hey, it's just my friend talking to me. It's This isn't weird at all. <laughs> so, you know, screen readers have done such amazing things, whether it's PC, whether it's Mac, whether it's phones, whatever it might be, screen readers have given us access to a very flat world that we may not have had access to before. So number four on the list, screen readers. Number three is voice recognition. Now, again, this is one of those things that's been around for a while, but in the last 10, 15 years, it's taken a huge leap, especially with things like uh, dictation. You know, I use dictation constantly on my phone, computer, that sort of thing, to be able to dictate whether it's text messages, emails, uh, things I'm writing, a blog post, whatever. I can dictate all of that, and voice recognition has gotten so much better to match what I'm saying. Then you get into the realm of voice assistance or digital assistance like Siri, like Alexa. Sorry if your thing just went off. Um, Like Cortana, like all these things that help us do things on a regular basis. You know, help us set calendar appointments or send text messages or uh, read our emails or check the scores. We can do all of that through voice recognition. Now, it's cool in and of itself, whether you're sighted, whether you're blind, doesn't matter. But for us visually impaired people, I know when Siri first came out on the iPhone way back on, I think it was the 4S, if I'm not mistaken, which was seems like a decade ago now at this point. But on the 4S, I was like, oh my gosh, I got to have this because I could say, hey, schedule this appointment. Hey, remind me of this. Hey, you know, set this note, uh, whatever the case was. And it's just gotten so much better as we've gone along. Now, you can argue all day about which one's better, Siri, you know, Alexa, whatever the case is. But the point is, they give us the ability to use something that we naturally use which is our voice to connect with our digital devices. And yes, whether you're blind, whether you're sighted, doesn't matter. But being visually impaired, it really helps because we don't have to go in and search around for something. We can speak it and make something happen. So third on the list is voice recognition. Number two today is audio description for movies and TV. Now, some of you might be saying, well, Derek, that really hasn't changed my life, like like screen readers or magnifiers or even voice recognition. Why would this be number two? Well, here's the thing, and the reason I put it at number two, and I don't think it's necessarily more important, and I want to I make sure that's, that's clear. It's not like I, I rank these and like, this is definitely the most important. Just for me, I think audio description has so helped me with movie going and television watching. Now when I go to the movies and I get audio description, I enjoy it so much more than I ever did as a visually impaired person. You know, I have Netflix and there's so much content that has audio description. I can sit on the couch with my wife and watch something. You know, I don't have to to sit up close to the TV every single time. Now, not everything has audio description, uh, you know, obviously, but for those things that do, I can sit and, you know, just enjoy it with my family in a much different way. I know that doesn't seem like a big deal to a lot of people, but when you're constantly separated, you know, blindness separates you uh, in a lot of situations. And when you can come back together, that's awesome. And that's what audio description provides for at least me and hopefully for you as well. So I put it at number two because it helps me reconnect with my family. It helps me connect with what other people are laughing about or crying about in the movie theater. It just makes sense. So I think audio description has made such a huge impact on visually impaired people. And that brings us to the number one technology that has changed the lives of visually impaired people. And of course, that number one technology is the smartphone. 
And in my case, and in many people's cases, it's the iPhone. Ten years ago, Steve Jobs stood on a stage and said, we're going to do something different. We're going to have something that's going to revolutionize the way we access the world. And it did. And forever, it has changed the way we interact with cell phones and media players and internet browsers and uh, online shopping and messaging and emails and all those sort of things. It has revolutionized and just innovated everything that we've done. And as visually impaired people, with the um, the, the coming of, of the 3GS, is the first time it had voiceover on it, with voiceover, the screen reader, the accessibility baked into the operating system, we then had access to the same things that other people, other sighted people had access to with a touch screen, totally flat, no keyboard, nothing, very few buttons on the iPhone itself, and even less now as we go as we go along but the point is we then had access to it as visually impaired people and i think anybody that uses an iphone today as a visually impaired person will attest to this that it has changed the way we do things on a regular basis and i want to go back for just a second and look at those other four technologies i mentioned because i think it's a really interesting point let's go back to number five it's a portable magnifier the iphone now with software updates can be a portable magnifier. It's got a magnifier built in. It's obviously not exactly like a portable magnifier, mind you, and other people will be like, no, it's not. It's not exactly, but it can be in those situations if you don't want to carry around another item. The iPhone can do that for you. Number four was, of course, a screen reader, and voiceover revolutionized screen readers, especially on a touchscreen device. It was amazing and innovative, and it has just changed the way we think about screen reading on a flat touchscreen device. Uh, It was just amazing, and that in and of itself, I think that wins the awards for me. Number three was voice recognition. And of course, iPhones, iPads, things like that, they have great voice recognition. I dictate constantly on my iPhone and it it hardly ever gets it wrong. It's 99.9% accurate. If I'm speaking correctly, you know, if I'm speaking the way I normally do, if I'm not like, you know, it gets it almost every single time. Plus, with Siri uh, getting better constantly, I'm able to interact with my phone with just my voice, and I don't even have to worry about touching the screen and wondering if I'm touching the right thing. So it's, it's just great voice recognition on the iPhone. And number two, of course, was audio description, and we have that in uh, our iPhones, of course, with Netflix. We have iTunes. It's producing uh, a lot of movies that have audio description, and they're putting that on those movies and television shows as they can. And so audio description is available on the iPhones as well. So if you look back over the four things leading up to my number one technology, you'll see they're all part of of this smartphone. Now, am I suggesting that you know everything leads back to the iPhone? No, no, that's not what I'm saying. I think it's a smartphone in general, but I think the iPhone led the way. I think it was like, hey, this is what we're going to do. And I think Android has really come a long way. I think a lot of technology is being baked into operating systems now. And I think the iPhone gave us a first glimpse into that. And so here we are, 2017, and my life is different because of these technologies, because of things like screen readers and the iPhone and voice recognition and all those other things, plus many, many other things, 
Because of those things, my life is different. My life has changed forever because of it. And in many situations, it's helped us to come out of our shell. Like I said, with the portable magnifier, it helped us get up and get out. Same thing with the iPhone and, and the Apple Watch and things like that. It helps us get up and get out and become productive members of society. And that, that's truly the change that so many visually impaired people are looking for, is to help get up, get out, and do things that we want to do and connect with the world, whether it's social media, whether it's YouTube, whatever it might be connecting to the world, we have access to that now in so many ways. Look, technology is not perfect and we're always working to make it better, but these technologies, along with so many other things, have helped to shape the way we interact with the world and to change our lives as visually impaired people. Keeping right along with the technology theme, we got some notable news here. And of course, I mentioned last week, Apple had their uh, big announcement of their new iPhones, uh, the new Apple TV, and the Apple Watch. Now, I'm about a week late on talking about this because I think, first of all, everybody was talking about it, you know, last week. It was like, the, oh, here's the thing, blah, blah, blah. We want to, uh, you know, to think about it. Now, granted, you're listening to this a week later. I'm actually recording this the day after uh, the announcement and whatever. So it's, it's, a little bit still I'm I'm right in the throw of things but you're listening to it a week later so anyway just wanted to give you some brief announcements about what they mentioned first of all new Apple watch which now has LTE built in so cellular connection you can be away from the iPhone if you want to do that and of course new processor blah 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 faster 80 70 percent faster you know all those things they mentioned so it does seem faster which is good uh, of course they have the new Apple TV 4k and if you don't have a 4k TV it's useless so don't even worry about it. <laughs> it's one of those things. And if you're visually impaired enough, it doesn't even matter, honestly. Like, I don't know. Why are we mentioning it? Because they mentioned it. So Apple TV 4K. And then, of course, the grand thing they mentioned were the new iPhones. And, of course, now they've come out with an iPhone 8, an iPhone 8 Plus, and an iPhone 10. Now, if you have an iPhone 7 or an iPhone 7 Plus, the 8 and the 8 Plus are basically very similar in form factor. They just now have, you know, updated processors. They have a glass back so they can do Qi wireless charging, uh, which basically just means you can set it on a little thing and not have to plug it in, which is nice. Uh, but you're going to have to buy the charger. Apple's not going to include that, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> it's got a new camera and a little bit updated things. It's not a big, huge update from the 7 to the 8 or 7 Plus to the 8 Plus. But the big granddaddy thing they mentioned was the iPhone 10. Now it's an X, but I, they were calling it iPhone 10 the whole time. So it's got a 5.8 OLED display, which means it's dark, darks and bright colors, basically. You know, that's the whole thing. Uh, it's It's got no home button. So you know, we'll see how that goes. By the time you hear this, there may be an announcement of how accessibility is going to work without a home button. But at this point, we don't know. Um, you know, it's got face ID, which they took away the thumbprint or the fingerprint, you know, the touch ID, which again, I don't know how that's going to work, but we'll see. And it's got, you know, fancy internals and all that sort of thing as well. So here's my recommendation if you're wondering about buying these things, especially as a visually impaired person, okay? Because I, I people often think, okay, what am I going to consider when I buy a new product? You're going to consider cost. You're going to consider features. You're going to consider this and this and this. But for visually impaired people, we have to consider accessibility, right? 
that's what I mean. That almost takes the cake, and that that trumps everything else. And so, thinking of accessibility and being a visually impaired person, here's my recommendations if you want to buy into these. Number one, don't buy the Apple TV 4K. If, especially if you don't have a 4K TV. Now, I'm not saying that it's bad or you shouldn't buy it because I'm just saying that if you're visually impaired, it's not really going to do you that much good. So I would suggest get the Apple TV fourth generation. It'll probably go down in price once this thing comes out in a couple of months. So get yourself an Apple TV fourth generation. I've recommended it. I suggested it. It's very accessible and will do the job you need it to do. And you can probably, I found one like in a discount shop. Somebody had like, Pond it. It wasn't a pawn shop. It was like a like DVDs and computers and stuff like that. That kind of shop. And so I bought it and I got it for less and it's working great. So get yourself an Apple TV fourth generation. If you're looking to get an Apple Watch, unless you absolutely need LTE in your watch, if you will have to have it without the phone at some point, like if that's certainly in your wheelhouse, which it very well may be, and you may be ready for an LTE Apple Watch, that's great. But unless you absolutely desperately need LTE, I would suggest not getting that one. I would suggest getting either the Series 3, excuse me, I would suggest getting the Series 2, which is the one that came before this, or they are going to make a Series 3, which is the one they are getting ready to release, without LTE, and it'll be cheaper. So unless LTE is a crucial part of your buying, don't worry about it. Get the Wi-Fi only. It'll be cheaper, and it'll be just as fast. Or go ahead and down a little bit. Get the Series 2. I think it probably is a good enough processor and lets you in the door for a little cheaper. And then as far as iPhone goes, if you have no iPhone, uh, what are you doing? Get yourself an iPhone. It's great. (laughs) I'm just kidding. If you're an Android user, don't get mad. Don't send me mean emails. No, if you don't have an iPhone and you're looking to get one or you've got one and you want to upgrade, here's the suggestion. If you've got a 7 or a 7 Plus, do, don't do get an 8 or an 8 Plus. I don't think it's worth the upgrade at this point uh, unless you absolutely want to spend the money on it, okay? Uh, if you have something older, maybe you want to consider it, especially if you have a 6 or older. Uh, I have a 6S Plus. I don't think it's worth the upgrade even for that at this point. Now, as far as the iPhone 10 goes, from a visually, inst- uh, visually impaired standpoint, I don't know what accessibility is going to be like on that, so I cannot recommend... Either way at this point. So we're going to have to wait and see what happens as Apple releases more information, but I will keep you posted on this. So I've talked about Apple for a long time here. If you don't like Apple, hopefully you skipped over this. <laughs> but if not, uh, if you if you enjoy Apple, hey, you know, yay, let's talk about it. But send me an email. Send me some messages. Let me know. What are you guys doing? Did you watch the keynote? Do you love Apple? Do you hate Apple? What's your thoughts about it? And are you going to buy one of these products? And if so, which one are you going to buy and why? I'd love to hear from you guys about your thoughts on Apple. Apple and all their new products. Guys, I always like to end the podcast with the word of the week. Now, what is the word of the week? Of course, it's just one word to sort of wrap up things as we've talked about today and to maybe help you think and start conversation with people that you know, because that's really what this is about, is to help you think, take some information, and then go out and apply it to your lives and talk to your friends, your family, that sort of thing. So our word of the week this week is simple. Now, simple, it doesn't seem like it's that big a deal, but let me give you the definition as I usually do. The word simple in the dictionary means easily understood or done, and then this is really, it says presenting no difficulty, right? Presenting no difficulty. And so as visually impaired people, whether it's putting tooth 
paste on a toothbrush, using an iPhone, speaking, whatever we are doing, we want it to be simple. What does that mean? We want it to present no difficulty. Just like people with sight uh, don't have difficulty using their phones, we want to have no difficulty using our phones. Just like people with sight have no issues, no difficulty putting toothpaste on a toothbrush, we want to have no difficulty putting toothpaste on a toothbrush. You know, we want it to be simple, we want it to be easy, and we don't want to have 10 barriers. Look, as visually impaired people, let's just be honest on a side note here, we have difficulty in our lives. Some things just can't be made accessible and that's just the way it is but all things that can be made accessible we want them to not only be accessible we want them to be simple and so whether it's something like putting toothpaste on a toothbrush or using a computer or an iphone or whatever else you got digitally we want it to be simple And that brings us around nearly to the end of the podcast, but before you go, just got a couple of things to remind you about. Listen, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, I would love for you to do that. Just go to lifeaftersightloss.com slash podcast, and you'll get all the links to do that. And while you're surfing the web, if you would leave a rating and review for the podcast, I would love that as well. You can do that in iTunes. I believe that you can do that in Stitcher as well, because that way it helps other people know, hey, this is good. Hey, I like this episode. Whatever it might be, give that rating and review and let other people know about the podcast. But make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss another episode. And if you want to get in touch with me, just go to lifeaftersightloss.com slash contact and you can get all my contact information for Facebook, Twitter, my email, all that stuff, lifeaftersightloss.com slash contact. All right, guys. Well, that is going to wrap it up for me this week on the podcast. Gosh, I just want to say thank you for listening. It's so humbling to see how many people are tuning in every week. The numbers keep growing. And I just want to say a big thank you for listening to the podcast. It's so humbling and so honoring that you guys allow me into your ears each and every week. Hey, don't forget, guys, that all the information on today's podcast is intended for informational and educational purposes only. If you're in need of professional, medical, or legal advice, please seek out a specialist in your area. Thanks again for listening to today's episode of Life After Sight Loss Radio. And until next time, remember that sight loss isn't the end. It's just the beginning. My name is Derek Daniel from lifeaftersightloss.com, and I'll see you in the next one.